Welcome to another edition of Pole Politicking. I'm not politicking my homie GT Main. What's good, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Chilling, man. So I was reading about you, and they say you're well known throughout Texas as a DJ. So I just want to know a little bit about your background. How that, you know, how they say you're well known through Houston as a DJ. I want to know a little bit about that. Well, you know, first of all, uh, I'm a. On the radio out here, 97 out of the box, it's like the hip-hop station in Houston. <clears throat> then I'm in the clubs, I do all the major parties, you know, anything major come to town. I'm nine times out of ten, I'm DJing, so that's why I'm known throughout the city and the state, you know, from DJing. And now I got a backdoor that let my artistry surpass that. <laughs> okay, and I wanna, that's why I was going to ask you next. So where do you say your, your passion for music and... And, like, rapping came from, like, what made you want to, you know, or was you always a rapper and you were just using the DJ to get in the game? Well, yeah, and then you, you hit it almost just on point. I was always a rapper. And, um, you know, stars, uh, typical broke artist. I like, man, I need to make some money so I can get in the studio. So, I, you know, I used to, I knew how to DJ and was never serious about it. So I said, you know, I'm going to start DJing parties and whatnot. Just like start making some money, get in the studio. And what happened was, I used to work at the store. I, I made mixtapes from the, at the store. And I had this one particular customer, female. She used to always come by mixtapes for me, right? She used to always come in, like, yeah. She's like, my, my, uh, my mother-in-law's opening up a, this club. She's going to get you the DJ because she always, she always steals my mixtapes from you. I mean, you know, you know, you hear the top. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Showing sure up one day, she came. She's like, yeah, I'm going to take you to come to the club. My mother-in-law's about to open. And it was this comedy club, actually, called Just Joking Comedy Club. And just for me making mixtapes, I ended up, DJ and working at this club four nights out the week. And for I got so popular in that club because, you know, I was DJing. It was like at the time, like all the popular comedians that were going through the Death Jam circuit and whatnot. That's how I ended up on the radio. Hmm. And so, right, so now my DJing took off, you know. And, you know, it's like, and then like rap, rapping wasn't on the back burner, but it was like secondary to other people, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And I want to know, as far as the artist, I want to know about some of the skills that you feel you have that separate you from all the other cats we got out in the game right now. Well, really, right now, I'm a sleeper. The reason I say I'm a sleeper is that a lot of people don't know. I really, I'm a hip-hop dude. I come from, when I say hip-hop dude, I used to, I used to, I used to be a backpacker. I was, you know, I was in all the cyphers. I was a battle rap dude. And then I was able to transform that. It's actually being an artist, you know, making songs and being able to make songs that move people and make hits, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I think there's a difference. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, you can be able to rap and be able to freestyle and go corner to corner battling people, but that, that doesn't always transcend into being, being able to make songs and make hits and, you know, make you know make heartfelt songs. So I was able to transcend that. And then uh, about two years ago, I put out a song called H-O-U-S-T-O-N, which was basically about the music evolution in my city of Houston. And that song, like, they call on, like, wildfire out here in Houston, you know Okay. And I want to know, like, you was talking about you were back, you pretty much like a hip-hop head, so I want to know who were some of your influences and who are some of the people you're listening to now. Man, for me, I, I, I was always, like, always... I was always a hip-hop dude, so I was like, man, let's, 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 let's see, let's go back from... You know, I was always into your, you know, your... Buster Rhymes, you know, everybody, anybody that really, anybody that can spit is who I was into, so I don't care if it was, I, I didn't care if they had hits or not, but anywhere from 
you know, Rakim's to your Jay-Z's, your Buster Rhymes, your Cannabis, anybody who can spit, uh, as far as the West Coast, I was just, uh, Raz Kaz and, uh, you know, that whole movement that they had going on with, um, AC Alone and all those guys like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, so I was just anybody who could spit. And then as far as down south, I, I love Scarface and UGK those are, and, and uh, Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Because all those people, you know, want to label them a southern rap. They're like, hey, these guys are spitting. You know what I'm saying? So that's who I was always into. Yeah, who your, what's your favorite uh, UGK song? My favorite UG, UGK song is Back From Back and Side to Side. Oh, yeah. Never let punk Alright man, so we about to uh, take a pause for the calls. We about to go into one of your songs. I was talking about it earlier, man. Real smooth, man. I, I, you know, I, I chief real heavy to that song. Uh, that hole of me. <laughs> I want you to uh, lead us into that song. We gonna go into it. Holding me right now is yours truly. GT man featuring my boy Zero, King of the Ghetto out here in Texas, man, along with my boy Crooning, real good, real sing, real good, down blocker. Little something for the ladies that the fellas can relate to. Holding me. Let's get into it right now. Got a MacBook, iPhone, iPad, moved into a fly pad. Chasing these skirts, got played out, so I chill. Had to settle down due to how I feel about you. You got me sort of like a root song. Erica Badu taking off your cute thong. Love is a drug that I didn't want to try, cause now I get high on my own supply. Can't get enough of you and all that you do for me. Now I gotta hear it from my boys that scrutiny on how I change, acting real strange. Blame it on love, it's crazy the range. I've been tripping over what we doing, dead. In your pussy all day, like a tampon. A dick like mine, every woman should have one. No, but serious, ditto, I'm just trying to have fun. And trying to bust another one before your cab come. I'm just playing with you, baby, but I'm really not. Okay, you know I'm freaky, but seriously, hear me out. No more dipping in and out of these women, I'm in your twat. I'm almost ready to tie the knot, bitch. You got a hold Now the way that I see it, I ain't worried about that jealous shit. My homeboys talking, man, you know how fellas get. They want me in the streets, puffing on sweets. I want you in the sheets, in hotel suites. Looking at the moon and I ain't talking about Bobby. Feeling real secure, ain't nobody trying to rob me. Forget about the single life, it's all about me and you. Turn my whole life around since I've been seeing you. This is that feel-good moment I've been waiting on. Chase, I'm 
lick the ring. What we waiting on? Let's make the eye walk. Love the way you smile, talk. Look me in the eyes, girl. This ain't no wild talk. Checking out some pictures of you, man. You got a cool beard, so I want to ask you about your beard and like some of your grooming tips. Man, it's crazy because the beard has taken on its own personality. Like, uh, it actually had a female out here that started a, a Twitter page on the beard called GT, GT Man's Beard. So, like I said, the beard is its own personality. A lot of people think I wear the beard just as you know, as a fashion statement, but it's actually you know part of my spirituality. You know, what I'm saying I'm you know I'm Muslim, so that's where the beard comes from. And, like, you know, I keep them groomed. Beard stays groomed twice a week in the barber shop. You know, I got a hell of a barber. Keeps it, keeps it laced up, and that's what it is. <laughs> so, like, what what a part of your religion, because I know, I, well, a lot of Muslims, because I know Freeway got be rocking the beard, too. So what what part of religion says that y'all should grow the beard? Well, the whole thing is, you know, is to be in Sunnah. When I say in Sunnah, it's to, you know, be like the, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, saying he wore beards, you know, therefore, you know, we try to live our ways according to him, so we wear the beard as well, you know. Plus, all the major prophets, all the prophets always wore beards, you know what I'm saying? Is it is it a reason behind they wearing beards? They wearing beards? There, there is, and it gets more in-depth, and I, I, you know, when we do part two of this interview, I will get in-depth with, with you about it. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I was... I say the main, the main reason is, like, you know, like I said, the process of what's a long war there, so that's where, you know, we, we get it being sort of live, living our way according to how he was, you know, he lived his life. And is it, like, a certain length, or are you just supposed to grow, like, longest, like, is it a certain, like, length that it's supposed to be, or no? Yeah, you're supposed to grow it out. Like, you can, you don't have to wear the mustache. You can shave the mustache, but the beard, you grow it out, and if you want to cut it, you, if your beard, the length of it should be, you should least be able to grab it with your fist, and anything that's... Uh, uh, pass your fish you can cut it you can trim if you want to hmm, okay and I want to know what some of your interests and hobbies outside of music and outside of music you know well number one right now you know I'm a father so right now I'm like I'm into I'm, I'm feeling like Snoop right now I'm into this I'm coaching this year with my flag my son's flag football team so that's that's been a whole lot of fun you know what I'm saying I, I, I've been really getting into that we actually have our first regular season game tomorrow we've been practicing training for the last month tomorrow's our first regular season game so that that's something that my passion is right now it's not the music is you know besides fatherhood itself but the whole coaching thing you know saying it's new to me but i'm having fun with it you know other than that a lot of travel i do a lot of traveling as is with you know with, with the dj and so i dj a lot of major events whether it's all-star my next major event i got coming up is um in vegas i'm doing an after party for the mayweather fight uh, September 17th so I love to travel man I love meeting new people and meeting new cultures man you know what I'm saying so I would say what I like to do where's some places you've been so far that you thought was real cool so where have I been so far I thought it was cool yeah yeah like one of some of your favorite um, spots you've been so far all, all over the West Indies you know what I'm saying I love the West Indies uh, you know I'm a, I'm a first generation 
U.S. citizen. My family's from Trinidad, so of course I've been to Trinidad, love Trinidad. Been to Jamaica quite a few times, love Jamaica, Puerto Rico, been to um, uh, Dominican Republic. I haven't been, what I, want, what I want to get to, my goal coming up in the near future is to get to uh, Africa. I got to get out there. Actually, my, my music made it out there before me, <laughs> but I got to get to Africa, man, before it's all said and done, so. And I, I wanted to ask you about this too. You were talking about this a little while ago. I would say, what do you enjoy about fatherhood? And like, what 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 would be some tips that you'll give if somebody wanted to be a better father? You know, we try to kick knowledge over here, man. You know, we try to kick knowledge. <laughs> right, no problem. Yeah, we gonna kick the knowledge here because it's important, man. And like, number one, I give you one example. I put it on Twitter this morning. Every morning when I get up, go to prayer, I try to put something and say something positive. Put some positive in the universe. And this morning on Twitter, I actually put. I said, you know, um, I said, time is time is more precious than money when it comes to your child. So fathers uh, try to spend more time and, and, you know, work more on your time with your child and less on material things because they appreciate that more growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish me personally, I wish I had more time with my father. You know, he took care of me, you know. You know, he did what he had to do, but I wish he had more time. You know, therefore, I, with my son, six years old, I try to spend as much time as possible because, you know, it's not that I don't buy him anything, I get him basically everything, but what I'm saying is the time is worth way more, because that's what's remembered, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But teaching your son how to throw a football or how to throw a baseball or helping him with his homework, man, that's, people don't realize how valuable that is, you know? Okay. And I want to talk about your, some of your current projects, I was meaning that you got an EP coming out called Overdue. Yeah, overdue, man, and it was an EP, which now turned it's going to be a, uh, actually a full-length album now, and um, it's crazy, man, you know what I'm saying, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm, I like your show because you speak on subject matter, and my album speaks on subject matter, whether, whether it's the single hole of me, which is basically talking about, you know, hey, you know, hey, I don't care who you are, eventually, somebody's going to lock you down, you know what I'm saying, as a guy, you know, you're going to meet that female that's going to lock you down, Then I got subject matter that ranges just from, you know, the world, man, whatever, I, you know, I, I like to rap about things I see on an everyday basis, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of a lot of musicians, well, musicians touch them, but a lot, a lot of times rappers are scared to touch them unless you're just that caliber of rapper that can do it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if it was this was a tsunami or earthquake or whatever, or some type of relief, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going I'm to I'm 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 touch on it somewhere in the verse, you know what I'm saying? So, I like to uh, rap about all aspects of life, and, you know, I've been overdue for a while, you know what I'm saying? I've been out here DJing and a lot, a lot of people know about my artistry, but the world doesn't know, but that's why I said that's where the title Overdue came from. Alright, and is it anything anything going on right now that you like to speak on that's bothering you? Right now, um... In society? You know, it might be dead this. feeling, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about. I know last week, I don't, you know, I was I was leaving prayer, I was leaving the mosque, and something just, Allah put it in my heart to just uh, raise raised some money for the uh, the relief effort for the drought, you know, in uh, East Africa. And uh, I had never did anything like that, but I just, you know, I went on my Twitter, my Facebook, and I, I would let people know, I said, hey, you know, I'm, uh, this organization called Helping Hands USA, they try raising money to do these call help boxes for these families in Africa uh, stricken with the drought and the help boxes. Like, it's a $20 box, it's basically a survival box, you know what I'm saying? It's got everything from food to toothpaste, toothbrush, everything, all the essentials that you need, you know, to survive for like, you know, three, three, four days, it was printed out the box, so I put that out there on Twitter and Facebook, and like, you know, I said I had a goal of like $500, and 
and I raised five hundred dollars in like two hours. I'm like, well, wow, let's keep it going. So I ended up raising, you know, like you know, six hundred something dollars. You know, what I'm saying, that I donated, and I, you know, like that feeds, like you know, that that helps thirty two families. You know what I mean? And it was nothing I never did before, but and I had it was self gratification in doing that. And I could see myself doing more and more and bigger, bigger stuff like that in the future. As far as after my music, I see myself being a humanitarian. You know. That's what it's all about at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. Helping others. Yeah. Alright. So I want I wanna know uh you know, a good lesson you learned with uh surrounding is it business or money? A good life lesson you learned. Surrounding uh you said the music business? No, business or business or money. No, like business in general or money in general, like a good life oh. lesson you learn. So, uh, one of the, you know, one of the main lessons that I learned about money is I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't, I don't worry about making money. Money, money comes to me when I'm least thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I learned that the more I make is the more I try to give back, you know, to those less fortunate. And if you continue to look at it that way, you, you, it will come back into you in abundance. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if I'm, if I, let's say if I had $20 to my name and I, I'm walking by and I'm driving by a homeless person and I, Get them ten or get them fifteen, whatever, or give them twenty. I don't care. It's gonna that twenty is gonna come back to me in ways that I couldn't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the, the underlying lesson here is don't be stingy with your money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stingy with your money. Y'all always think about those less fortunate than you. A lot of times we lose focus of how much of a blessing that we have. You know, we we have we have things that's common to us that's uncommon to other people, like simple stuff like running water or yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's, you're you're actually the third person I interviewed that said the exact same thing about about giving money to others and stuff like that, and you'll get it back. Oh man, it comes back to you in ways that you couldn't even imagine, you know. All right, and I want to know what would you like to tell your fans, your supporters out there. I like to say, man, just you know, I know you may not know me now. For those who been, you know, ride with me, I appreciate you. We can only grow from here. But uh, for those who, you know, coming on new, you know, you, uh, you're hearing this interview, you're like, okay, I never heard of this kid, but uh, I like what he's talking about, or I like his song, or I may not like the song. Whether you, whether you don't like the song, you may like me as a person who listen to the interview, and just, just you know, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, get to know me. I'm a real person. I'm a real dude, man. I'm, I'm on Twitter every day talking about real life, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, the type of, I'm, a, I'm an inspirational person, so just grow with me, continue to allow, you know, yourself to listen to my music, and we can all, you know, just have a fun ride. <laughs> Man, I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. Nah, I like to say keep doing what you're doing, man. I like your show, man. I like how you, you know, it's not just about the music, you know what I'm saying? It's not just about, okay, well, who's on the album? Who produced the album? You know, you you, you really touching on some real points of life, man, and more people need that, you know? Yeah, appreciate it, man. And we about to go into, uh, I just got this song from you the other day, The Stars Are Out, so we're going to ride out with that, so I just want you to lead us into that, too. Stars are out. It's a new Houston movement. It's got a whole underground hip-hop movement in Houston right now. They call themselves New Houston. So uh, I had to, you know, embrace them because they embraced me. Cause like I said, I started out as a backpacker so and a cypher dude. And this is the new generation of it. So Stars are out. GT Mang featuring H-Kane, Propane, my man D-Rec, along with A-Kid and D-Lo, the politician. So y'all check it out. Stars are out. We made this song in 15 minutes in the studio just to show you that Houston is on some hip-hop too. The movement, uh, New Houston, yeah. we in the lines then, H-K, uh-huh. 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 propane, what up? 
it's like lights, camera action, shooting like John Paxson, Speedy Claxton. I'm looking for a Tony Braxton with my trues on. Chrome 22, sitting low like futon. SF2 fashion, stashing purple in my swisher. It's amazing how I'm raising up the price like I was Fisher. Classic with my J's when I blow like a harmonica. I'm talking about Z Cole and Electronica. Hey, make way for the rappers. How you little actors, still bitch capper. Now nah, I ain't the normal, you can tell by the swagger. You know them girls scoping for the stars, holding NASA. Pass up, Mike and I'm a killer, so Casper. I crash them, and none of them other dudes is no factor. Microphone killer, music toe tagger. Take all them little boys to school, bro, fast for. Nigga. Shine. 